Hi, this is Edward James Olmos, Admiral Adama, to many of you, and you're listening to Galactica Quorum. It's a fracking podcast. Think about it. It was so difficult to do these last four shows emotionally and especially the last one. People are going to really like it. Hello, welcome to the Galactic Quorum. This is episode number 55. It's a fracking podcast. It's a podcast about Battlestar Galactica. And my name is Brian. Joining me today, Michelle. We have a website that's galacticacorum.com. Our email address is gquorum at gmail.com. That's G Q U O R U M. And a voicemail, 206-350-6756. You can also see us on Facebook, and we have a Twitter account that's Galactica Quorum, one word. Twitter! So in this episode, we are going to play some audio that we got when we went to DragonCon. We attended almost all of the Battlestar panels, where the cast got up on stage and they talked and they took questions from the audience. So we'll play a little bit from one of those... But first, we have a very special interview with none other than Edward James Olmos. Woohoo! This interview kind of came out of nowhere, and I would have been much more nervous if I had more time to think about it. So it was a good thing. It was probably a good thing, <laughs> yes. Basically, what happened was uh, I had a few minutes to grab my recording equipment and go with him outside. One second, we're in the uh, Walk of Fame where they're signing autographs, and the next, we're alone in the back of an empty parking lot uh, uh, <laughs> near the steps and the double doors leading back inside. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> and not only Michael Hogan walked out there while you guys were out he there. He did, yeah. I barely noticed that. That was, like, peripheral to me. I'm walking out thinking, okay, this is awesome. What the hell am I going to ask? <laughs> also, take note that I am not in on the interview. <laughs> yeah, Michelle was preoccupied getting her picture taken in her With the ghost hunters. So, yeah, this was... A little bit different interview from what we've done before. I mean, just the fact that the ones we've done before have been sit-down interviews where we have time to talk with the actors or, or what have you. Uh, this one was different. We were just outside, like I said. I had one microphone that I was sharing back and forth between us. So not the usual interview that I would have done, but I'm just so happy that he talked with me. And uh, I'm really thankful. He was a very generous. I have to say... It was his first convention in the U.S. that he went to, but he was so psyched about being there. You could really tell, right? I mean, there was one Q&A where he was leading the whole audience in a chant of So Say We All, and you'll hear that eventually when we play some of this stuff on our podcast. But Well, he also did that at the uh, Colonial Fleet Party, right. which was, was just a, amazing. That was amazing, too. There was a party, which, again, this will be uh, shown in some measure. We'll throw it in somewhere, either in a video podcast or an upcoming podcast, where there was a party one night where he was talking to everyone there and he did the same thing and i mentioned that in the interview that he let everyone in this yell uh, and it, the response was just so amazing i guess the only other thing to do is now to play the interview i'm talking with the great edward james almost like really thrilled to be talking with you we're at dragon con and we saw you last night at the colonial fleet party just a tremendous ovation people were giving you you must feel terrific to uh see this great fan response that you've had over the years and now as the show's come to an end what are your, your thoughts and you, you spoke a little bit last night to the fans but just in general the fan response it's been overwhelming um this is my first 
uh, convention in the United States, and uh, it was a great way to start my understanding of this experience. Up until now, I'd never been able to go out really into the public to say thank you to the public. So this is the first time, and last night at the, uh, the, the uh, Colonial Fleet party, it became real obvious that there are people here that just really have learned to live the Colonial Fleet life, and um, they really, really participate in a big way. So it was such an honor and a privilege to come here and say thank you to them. It was uh, very emotional, especially when we ended the, the time that we were there by uh, so say we all that I've never heard quite like that in my life. It was just incredible amount of energy, passion, and a whole lot of uh, emotion. People were crying. It was just amazing. Definitely, we, we were at the Q&A, and that happened as well, when you led us all into the, the big so say we all, and I'd never heard quite that response from so many fans before. It was really amazing. I don't think 2,300 people had ever stood there and just stood up and just said it with such feeling for what, what it meant. You know, I mean, people really understand what that means, and uh, they take it to heart. So with that kind of passion going on and that kind of love going on, it was overwhelming. It brought you, to, it really brings you to tears because you really understand the unity. And now you're directing the next Battlestar movie. Are you actually directing and acting in this one, or is this something where it's off such that you will not be involved with it? No, I, I, one day I hope that I'll be able to direct without having to work in it as an actor, but I haven't reached that point yet. I don't know when I will. But um, no, I still have to work on it as an actor too. So it's not as demanding on me as it is on other people, but I still have to work in front of camera as well. Since you did have the rap party, is it strange to go back now and say, okay, we're starting back up again? Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it's, it's very anticlimactic in many ways, but I'm very grateful for that. I mean, it was so difficult to do these last uh, three or four hours, you know, the last four shows emotionally, and especially the last one. People are going to really like it. It's just another television show, but to many of us, especially right here within Dragon Con and the people who come here, it's much more than that. There's something that's going on here that, for them, is part of their life. They will honestly carry this with them, just like some people carry Blade Runner, some people carry, you know, whatever film just touches them that they have to see, and they see it every so often, you know. This is going to be the same way for a lot of, a lot of people all around the world. And so I'm really proud to be a part of it. This is something that I really am grateful that has happened in my career. I would have never guessed it was going to come this way, and I'm glad that it did. So on a lighter note, uh, at the Q&A panel, one of the questions this morning was, uh, who does the best Eddie impression? And uh, the answer, they did it. Uh, Aaron, 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 Aaron won the on the contest. Yes. How does it feel to be the one who's? I guess it's kind of a eternal ribbing that they give you as uh, someone who's. Uh, they give you a good, a hard time. Yeah, they love it. I mean, they they love to uh, make fun of all of us. I mean, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Just when we start to, somebody will do something ridiculous, and you have to start laughing. And uh, it's been a uh, real privilege to watch these kids grow. I mean, in the last five years, these guys went from very strong artists who have really not been given the opportunity to really explore the depths of their, you know, their abilities to, to just being consummate masters at what they do, everyone. And so it's been a real blessing. They all have their own shows now. I hope they'll hire me. <laughs> Maybe they'll let me come on their show for a week. 
be a director. <laughs> or, you know, probably, that's probably, they probably won't be able to use me on their show because they won't want the remnants of Battlestar Galactica to come with me. So that happens a lot. You get you're stereotyped into a situation, you know. And pretty soon they can't see you doing anything else because you did it so well. It happened with Lieutenant Castillo. It happened with almost everything I've done. That's really when you start to realize that you really are making an impact. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you talking to me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great Dragon Con. So there you go. That was the interview with Edward James Almost. And again, thanks so much to him for talking with me. And it was really cool because just on a personal level, uh, I talked to him in the afternoon. And then later that night, we were... It was a, kind of like the last night at Dragon Con. Everyone was milling about in some of the hotel lobby areas and the bar areas. And we were walking through near the bar. And it was the Marriott, I think. Yeah, it was the Marriott. And what do you know? Here comes Edward James almost coming towards us. And really amazing thing for me was he saw me, stuck out his hand and said, Hey, how you doing? And uh, I shook his hand and he patted me on the shoulder and then uh, went on his way. And so that was just like a really amazing moment for me. Must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Like you weren't recognized a million times by people taking your picture and your Leah bikini outfit. But uh, I, that was for me a very, there's a couple high points to Dragon Con for me. One was winning the Parsec award. Another was talking with Tomo in our interview with him. And the other one probably was talking with Eddie. I Let's see, I- what was my highlight? Uh, having the ghost hunters actually want to take a picture with me was pretty cool. I highly enjoyed wearing my Leia bikini, though. That was a lot of fun. And, of course, the interview with Tomo. That was awesome. Yep. Looking forward to next year. So we're going to share with you now some of the Q&A material that they did at Dragon Con. This is from the first Q&A session they did. In this first segment, they introduce everyone and take a few questions. So here it is. Okay. I'm Tom Farm, and I get to host this panel today. So we have some guests outside that you're wanting to see, not me. So let's bring them out. The technical advisor and author of *The Science of Dune*, *The Science of Michael Crichton*, and tech advisor for *Battlestar Galactica* and *Eureka*, and the two-hour backdoor pilot *Virtuality*, Dr. Kevin Grazer. fans of the 70s Galactica as Captain Apollo, and the new Galactica as Tom Zarek, Richard Hatch. The actor playing Lieutenant Carl Agathon stars of the upcoming Fox series by Joss Whedon Dollhouse, Tom O'Pinnigan. Everyone's favorite former chief on board the Battlestar Galactica, Specialist Galen Tyrell, Until the spring. What? What? Sergeant Allen Nowert, played by Colin Corrigan. 
everyone's favorite ex-president. And not so mad, or is he, doctor? Dias Baltar, played by James Jack is king, or I'm not starting to is Colonel Sawtai, played by Michael Hogan. And making his grand time debut, a veteran of such great films as Stand and Deliver, Blade Runner. Miami Vice. You know him as Admiral William Madama, Edward James Olmos. questions written down, but we're going to alternate my questions with your questions. There are two microphones in the middle section, so start lines behind them and our volunteers. But first off, the question all of you probably had after the mid-season finale, Earth, what the frack? <laughs> Who wants to feel that one? You know, I'll start off by just saying thank you to all of you. This is uh, for both of us, at least. It's our very first uh, convention in North America like this, so God bless you guys for All I'm going to say to that question is that, um, what did you expect? <laughs> Second question, this is for every this is for everybody. What has surprised you most about your character arc during the series? And if we just want to go in a row and start with the combo. And, um, sorry, I can't have this game. What surprised me most? Uh, the fact that I had an arc. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was dead after the miniseries. I didn't think I was going that bad. <laughs> What surprised me most is that I uh, existed. I survived beyond show one. Uh, the fact that, you know, this is one of those rare shows where people have come on the show, played a small role, and it's developed into a major role. So, you know, what's wonderful is that you have a group of writers that are very, very open to taking advantage of opportunities and wonderful actors, and we've had some of the most incredible, talented, gifted people on this show, and the writers take advantage of that, and they evolve these characters that sometimes might have gotten lost. So, I mean, Aaron Douglas over here was a character that came on the show and developed into one of the most amazing characters on the show, as you all know. And, uh, and I take my hat off to him. I, I always tell Aaron that I, I, I didn't know who he was until I met him on the, up there in Vancouver, but once I met him, I realized that he's in every single movie ever made. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, but again, nobody ever knew just what an incredible actor he was, and I, and I take my head off. This is a group of wonderful actors, and I'm amazed that I'm still on the show, still alive at least uh, up until this point. <laughs> That's as far as I will go. What was the biggest surprise? Yes. <laughs> Doctor, um, and then throughout, 
throughout the rest of season three, just kind of dotted a lot of being seen but not heard. And unfortunately, it won't be out until next year, but then finally they brought Nowhere to Round again and have some great stuff with Michael and Eddie, which I'm pretty excited about. So, but won't be out until next year, so. James? Um, I think it's interesting how uh, everybody from the panel, everybody from the show, for me, uh, the biggest surprise the, uh, in my art is that I stayed alive. I, <laughs> and, and not only that, like every other week, uh, you get something where it's like, Baltar is mortally wounded. Hi, <laughs> ciao. So yeah, it's a big surprise that um, the writing staff have been magnanimous enough to let me stick around. That's about it. For this next one, a little bit of setup is necessary. There was a guy dressed as Ty, who looked very much like Ty, and he did a really good impression at the Q&A. And this is the panel's reaction following his impression. Finally, we're going to pick this one up where someone asks Edward James almost what it was like shooting the scene where he basically loses it after finding out the tie is a Cylon and how many takes that they did. One take, I refuse to do those scenes more than once. Uh, it's really very difficult to go through that journey and uh, get self conscious for really quick sometimes during those kind of scenes. So. Just got to catch it. So I, I make them do the close-ups right away. 
and uh, we did that right away. We did it once. So what you're seeing is a, a, a just a all-out understanding of the moment and just pouring it through, and, and it came out very well. But yeah, it, it was uh, uh, it, it was painful to find out that Hogan, you know, that at that point Colonel Time was what he was, and uh, and. It's a great, I think the greatest part of the whole thing is when Apollo goes to see uh, Ty, and he's in an airlock, and he, and he just hits a boom, and he just says, he goes, so where's the old man? He says, where you left him? And then we all know, the audience knows where you left me. It's, uh, so again, that, that was an incredible moment in, in the story, and, and it only gets worse <laughs> so the final season is just brutal. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you. If you haven't seen, if you haven't built up the speed and seen every single episode getting to the final season of this coming up in January, don't even begin to see the program. Save it. You know, save, don't, don't get involved in it. Save it until it comes out on TV, whatever. Um, and go back and see it because. It, it's uh, if you're going to take the final journey and be there in the final moments and, and go through that kind of pain, then you might as well have gone through the entire existence together because it's really an ugly experience. It's not an uplifting show. So you say we all. Okay, this is going to be the last question. James, is there any chance you can sing Spooky for us? <laughs> <laughs> and I think we have time for one more question. Hi, um, I have a question for Michael Hogan also, actually. Uh, how did you feel this season about Todd getting into a relationship with Six, Capita Six? Let me just say this. What the frack would you feel? <laughs> Many actors go through many, many changes in their lives, especially on screen. But no one has had the art that this man has had with his character. This old bruiser man ended up making him with the best and the finest. And I, to, I directed him through the first moment, and he he refused to believe it. I said, "No, no, Hogan, you gotta kiss him." I said, "What? What? A what? You're gonna have to like." And, and guess what, Hogan? He's going to make love to her. And he goes, what? <laughs> Come on, get away from me, man. I said, no, you have to. He says, oh, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he became the strongest leading man on the show. I got to tell you, he's got the best arc of any player on the show. Congratulations, Michael. You deserve it. <laughs> I do have a video of some of this material as well, so parts of these may show up in some of the video podcasts that are still in production and hope to be out pretty soon. That should do it for this episode. You can catch us at galacticacorum.com. Our voicemail is 206-350-6756. And our email is gcorum at gmail.com.
The jump clock is running. See you next time. Bye. Yeah, and I didn't get to meet him, bastard. <laughs> you waved me off, like, don't come over here. <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> well, you know, it was just, uh, I was there, and we were going out, and... Uh, no, it was you fine. Were, you were not wearing any clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine, and I totally understand. That's why I didn't question it. <laughs> uh,